0: James chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. My brothers, show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your assembly, and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in, and if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, You sit here in a good place, While you say to the poor man, stand over there, or sit down at my feet, have you not then made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? In the first few verses of chapter 2, James continues to build upon his thoughts at the close of chapter 1, but in addition to caring for widows and orphans, he instructs his audience in this section not to show partiality. The origin of this word James uses for partiality has its roots in the Hebrew nesah panim, meaning lifting up the face. In the Old Testament, it often refers to those in power, unjustly receiving favoritism at the expense of others. In Proverbs 18.5, King Solomon writes, it is not good to be partial to the wicked, or to deprive the righteous of justice. Faith, in the sense it is used here, refers to the entirety of our belief in Christ. Keeping in mind James' writing to believers, the picture he presents is someone of great wealth walking into a meeting, likely a place of worship, being followed by a poor man of little means. In that day, wearing a gold ring was symbolic of great wealth. The average Jew could not afford such an expense. Contrast this with a man who has nothing. His clothes are worn. He likely smells of body odor, and his hair is out of place. James' critique is not that the wealthy man is wearing a gold ring, but of the conduct and the way those around choose to treat him. Immediately he is given a position of honor. He is offered the leather couch while the poor man is given the plastic folding chair. In a society where connections and status meant everything, it is likely this scenario played itself out in many of the early church gatherings. In a different and more subtle sense, It continues today. It's the pastor who adjusts his message because a few influential figures from the community show up. It's the small group leader who repeatedly passes over someone who is more simple-minded, quote unquote, to give precedence to someone of status. It's the person coming to church to worship, but who avoids sitting by anyone new in place of sticking with their friends. Partiality shows itself in many different forms. If there was anyone who had a right to be partial, it would be God. Still, Romans 2-11 says that God shows no partiality. Not Jew over Greek, Chinese over Italian, or male over female. Consider your own situation this morning and recognize how much God has blessed you beyond what you deserve. Despite all of your failures in this life, he not only cares for you, but he loves you just as much as any great person you could imagine. With that in mind, take a few moments to worship God for his impartiality. Thank him that he is not a God who shows favoritism. Praise him that he loves you in spite of of what you have done. It was not until later in history that places of worship held seating for all. Around the time James was writing, it was common for most of the congregation to sit cross-legged on the floor while the pharisees or leaders of importance occupied the wooden benches in the front or outlining the interior walls of the building in luke 14 7-11 jesus gives the parable of being invited to a wedding feast he instructs his audience that when they are invited They are to seek out the lowest seat in the room, rather than pursuing the highest. The principle is simple. Exalt yourself, and you will be humbled. Humble yourself, and you will be exalted. Much the same way today, it is easy to reserve for ourselves the greatest places in society, and do our absolute best to see ourselves next to people of influence. We cancel dinner plans with that one couple with the rowdy kids so that we can go out with that other couple who has more, quote unquote, class. We ignore phone calls from that one person who tends to get on our nerves, but always take the calls of those who could be beneficial to us. Having an attitude of partiality and selfishness comes naturally to us, and it is only brought under control by submitting to the power of the Holy Spirit at work within us. If you have been struggling with having an attitude of partiality in your approach to others, take these next few moments to release and confess those actions to God. We are most tempted to show partiality towards the people in life who can help us get what we want but the moment we treat someone better than we would another we have assumed the role of judge and essentially usurped the authority of god in our lives evangelist billy graham was famous for saying god's job is to judge the holy spirit's job is to convict And our job is to love. We were not meant to decide who we love and who we do not. We are not responsible for other people's attitudes or the way they treat us. Our job is to simply show the same love we have been shown without partiality. This does not mean that there are not some people who are closer to us than others. Jesus spent more time with John than he did with some of the other disciples. It also does not mean that we love all people the same. Rather, the point James is getting at is a love for others that is motivated solely out of who they are in Christ, rather than the titles they may hold in this world. Ask God for his special provision in this area. Yield to him your right to be a judge over others. Father in heaven, it's so easy to show partiality towards others You can help us. It's difficult to love others the way you call us to love. I need your wisdom and your grace to not be a judge of others today. Help me to rest in your sovereignty and to trust that you know what is best. Amen.